What's up? This is Cody. This is Mark. And this is Mike from Hinder, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Go Blues! Yay, yay! Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Just me this week. Yeah, no Ashley. She has, unfortunately, some stuff come up. Well, she's getting married, so, you know. Yeah, so. showers and girly stuff. Yeah, so she'll do all that stuff, so it's fine. So, we got a couple, you know, little things to talk about. Nothing really big happened this week at all. No, nothing at all. I mean, not nothing a, good. Not it's our, it's our biannual goalie controversy, as I call it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every I, couple of years. It's been coming. Oh, so, dude. So we're going to deviate from our normal kind of, uh, I guess, somewhat structure that we have. Yep. And we used to do game recaps and kind of talk about that and do a little blues news or whatever. Me and Chris are going to hash things out, I think. I think because that's where a lot of blues fans are. There's a lot of talk online yeah. about the team, especially our goaltending. Um, an interesting starter in today's game against Winnipeg. We're recording about two hours before puck drop. Yep. On uh, Saturday the 21st. So uh, let's get into it. So we last left off. The Blues came back, had a good win against San Jose. Really good win. Yeah, 4 really nothing. Carter Hutton looked good. Most of the team looked good. And we're like, yes. Okay, so here's the up part of the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And then next game. Decent. Decent. But they get out of it with a the win. They pulled, they pulled it. They had a late goal, you know, or whatever. But yeah. they pulled out a 2 to 1 win. Anaheim, two teams have been playing really well. Yes. So you salvage two or three on the road after having an Awful game in oh, L.A. to start at what, that games. West Coast Patrick Berglund continued to be on fire. Nine goals in 14 games yep. is the, what I got written down here. So he's playing well. Um, so you think maybe they got come the ship home, right. You come home and you're playing. You uh, do not have the ship right. Yeah, you think you're going to come home and play some okay teams. Like I mean, like we're not talking top. Like you're basically playing some top teams at the end of the month. So you right. kind of want to pile up these points as much as possible. So – um, Carter Hutton is still your star at this time. Won the two games in uh, San Jose and Anaheim. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, just a side note, the high point of, like, I think literally the high point of the season is literally the Winter Classic. And then I think it's kind of been downhill Hands down. since then. Hands down. Like, the euphoria around everybody was so great. And ever since then, it's been a steady, like... Yeah, it's been bad. A little little, little molehill up and then keeps going down. Yeah, it's it's not been good. And okay, just I guess obviously preface this. People, we've gone this many a times where like I love my team no matter what, who no matter how they are, I love this team too. I but, love this team too. But, but I'm going to call out shitty play. Yep, reality is what it is, and this team is not a playoff team. Yeah, right now they're not playing like it. They have the talent. If the, if if this team went to the playoffs. They would get four to five games. Round. Four to five games. Easy. They might they might put that one game out of nowhere where you they play amazing and yeah. you're good. Yeah. But and that's regardless of opponent. I don't care who we played right now. Yeah, you could play Edmonton right now, and I, I would. I would. You can put us against Colorado, and I think they would beat us. It would be at least be interesting series. Let's put it that way. Um, so the two other games that go like we're not going to go over step by step like we normally do. No, because we're just going to go. To. We're okay. going with overarching kind of deal here. Two in their home games too, which is like Blues have not really 
they start off really well at home, and then lately it's just been kind of a steady. You know, how, I bought downhill. a twelve game package this year. Yeah. Do you know how many home games I've I've been to in my package that we've won? Well, no. Well, technically, one. Well, Winter Classic. I, yeah. That, but that wasn't part of the package. Correct. So thirteen games. That's yeah. Every home game in my package we've lost. Well, the first two, me and you went to was uh when Detroit, the Detroit, and then the next Chicago. game was one. Um, it's just been consistently inconsistent with this team. And, you know, you think that one side has got it worked out and then something else falls apart. And then everyone focuses on that. And then they get that built up. And then this falls apart. And it's it's almost like, you know, that first car you bought when you were 16? Mm-hmm. And it ran. But it wasn't But it was held together with duct tape and spit and glue. Yep. That's kind of how I feel this Blues team is right now. Like, we're so busy. It's like a giant game of whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. Like, a problem pops up. We try to smash it down. We get it down, and two more things pop up. Yep. So, the Ottawa game started off. We got one-to-one the first. I had to, we, of course, let an early goal in, like normal. Um, Carter Hutton, like, didn't see the puck. So, I don't know if it was him or the goal, the defense. I was I, I was split on this one. Stassi comes back. Huffman comes back and scores in the second. Bobby Ryan gets a goal. Um, Shattenkirk, you know, comes back and gets one from the point. So, okay, you're coming close. Then the beginning of the period, a minute 35 in, Steen comes, gets out of the penalty box after getting a late penalty in the second, comes in and buries one in the slot. And you're like, Great shot. here we go. And then our favorite joke that we put online. So knock knock. Oh, you do it first. You yeah. go ahead. Your knock joke. knock. Who's there? Fuck Jaden Schwartz. Okay, so this, so right here, trying to do too much in his own end, falls and literally, puck rolls right to Mark Stone, who is a good goal scorer, snipes it past Carter Hutton, and you're like, here we go. And then, like, all right, well, it's, it happens. Not a big deal. And, unfortunately, Mike Hoffman gets – I turned it off this time because I think I was doing yeah. something at the time. Hoffman gets a late goal, so I'm like, yep, it's definitely over now. And then, of course, Mark Stone gets a goal, I, uh, empty netter. Then Patrick Bergen gets the uh, – what's it called now? The Western Conference Final Vladimir Tarasenko Memorial goal. Yes. We're getting goals with the, goal, the goalie pull, but, unfortunately, we're down by two or three. So, so it doesn't super matter. So, mind you, this game – they didn't look good at all. Nope. N- like, nothing looked cohesive at all. Like, it's, so the goals were pretty much shots from the point they were deflected in or there's heavy screen. Steens was the only legit, I say, I, I can't remember Berglund's goal, but Steens was legit, the only goal where there was, like, a decent play and he got passed right in the slot and that was a good-looking play, but it was on the power play. Uh, yeah. Outside of that. No, it's it's been bad hockey, man. It's been bad. And, and Hutton. Okay. Okay. Look, Hutton is not. We talked about this last week. He's not a he's not a one A one B goalie. He no. is a number two goalie. Yeah, and I hate the compare like this. I hate this comparison because I'm so tired of seeing this online. But he's not like a Brian Elliott guy who can come in and play like six seven games no, in a row. He's not a Halak. He's not an Elliott. He's yeah. not. He's not an Allen. Yeah. So he come in two or three games at max, and then you're back to your guy. You know, and unfortunately, that's the reality. And then that's the reality you made when you traded Brian Elliott, which I accepted. I was fine with it because we got we got a good return. We got a good return. So I really don't care at the end of the day. My thing is the team has to also support the goalie. He's not always on yes. the goalie. To I agree. I agree. I be, but I believe, unfortunately, this next game was a lot of on the goalie. Yeah. If you thought Tuesday's game was bad, you ain't seen nothing and yet. And you gave away your tickets this game. Thursday's luckily. game. It's a 
dumpster was, fire. I'll, I'm going to call this rock bottom. Yeah. I hope. I hope it is. I mean, we had that Columbus game, which we all thought was kind of the rock bottom point. I don't think they played as bad in that game as they played here. Mm-hmm. They looked effing terrible. Yep. And uh, the Caps are a good team. Are rolling. They're ten zero and two in their past twelve games. So I mean, they're rolling and looking like they did last year. So, but it's and scored seven goals again here. Which the early goal, this goal, mother ever. Oh, dude. The Andre Burkowski goal where he basically had the puck. I saw a couple arguments where they said, well, defense shouldn't let him skate around like that. Well, if you, throw, if you throw an innocent shot towards the net, it literally what hit his pad, the top of his pad, his glove, and snuck in between his arm in there yeah. and went in the goal. Jake Allen has to have that That's, save. I don't care what anyone else does. Yeah. I don't care who's on defense or what they did or didn't do. That pussy shot mm-hmm. from that angle has to get stopped. Yeah. Um, the next goal I didn't put on Allen because the guy was defensive riding breakdown. a defensive breakdown. That's fine. So you're like, okay, one nothing. It should be one nothing after one. But that whole period was just not good. And Jake looked shaky. He uh, After the second goal, he was pulled um, but sat on the bench with his mask on. So the two trains of thought which were going from – not only Darren Pang, but also Twitter was was Jake doing that? The sitting there like I want to try and get back in there, or was it like Hitch said, "Hey, take a breather, get over here, and then we're going to set you back in there." I think it might be a combo of both. So, I, I think that there is something very mentally wrong right now with with Jake. And Allen. of course, everybody's like, "Well, he just had a kid in this." Well, guess what? I had a kid. I had to go to work and perform too. Yep. And guess mm. what? You're getting paid a lot of money yeah. to play kids. And league. guess what? You're going to get a lot more money starting next year, which is the thing which everybody's harping on right now, which um, four-year contract coming up starting next year for a lot of – for $4 million, which that's not yeah. backup money. No. So you so can't, to, you can't take them somewhere. question, I, I think it was a bit of both. I think he definitely needed to reset. Yeah. And I think it might have been a bit self-imposed. I think it might have been obviously partially Hitchcock, but um, – I think this is different than Brian Elliott last year. You know, I don't think it was any secret to anyone in the locker room that that Hitchcock was a Jake Allen guy over Brian Elliott. Mm-hmm. But Hitchcock's a smart guy, and he rode the hot hand. Um, I, I don't know what the problem is with Jake Allen right now. Um, if it was me, and you would be making a lot more money than we probably do now, for real. But there is there's something critically wrong. With him, and it is very mental, and that's true. Mental confidence, whatever. But it is, it's something that he has no resilience. If he lets one goal in, he's going to let 12 in. And I don't know how you fix that. Um, Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where. I had, I have to find the stats, and I'm sorry I didn't pull this up earlier. I wanted to see how Carey Price performed the year after they traded Yaroslav Halak. Not comparing Jake Allen to Carey Price at all. But similar situation. But similar, similar situation where two where a goalie was hot in the playoffs and yeah. then traded in the offseason. The Reigns was given to a young goaltender yeah. without any quote-unquote viable backup. Um, and I, to my knowledge, I don't think they made the playoffs that next year. I'm going to do some I research. I think they did. Let's go out as we go. I'll I'll look it up. But at the end of the day, the the next goal here, which I know we sort of deviate from what we're doing, but I kind of 
This is just a breakdown of how bad it got. How bad it got. The TJ Oshi goal. Um, That's in my opinion partially on defense, partially on goaltending. I think Allen overplayed it by a ton. Yes, he just slid and Oshi just got on backhand, and it was a defensive breakdown too. But man, he was not even. He was he no. co- he hundred percent committed to the guy who was over on the right wing. Yes, he did, and left the uh, and I thing think wide that open. Is part of the overarching problem with Allen is that something is wrong in his head. And he is overthinking things. And because he's overthinking, he's making very fundamental mistakes. Yeah, and uh, not good at all. So, let's see. The next, the, the, so, the next one was the Brett Connolly breakaway goal. So, Carl F. and Gunnarsson, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he can go. Yeah, he, can he, go. he just completely chasing down Brett Connolly and just tripped and fell. Leaving Connolly wide open, and then he just buries a pass Jake Allen. So this is Jake Allen's the end of his night. So he's pulled twice. twice. So technically, if you're keeping count at home, that would be four times in six games. Four times in six games. So not twice in the game. I didn't count that. No. That would be five then. Right. Four in six games. That is – we have the officially the worst save percentage in the league at point eight nine two. Uh-huh. Eight nine two. That's like early 80s like save percentage that's – average you know back then when you're when they were scoring seven eight goals a night like normal that's and they had a stat which it was like historically teams that finished at this current rate of goaltending the seven other teams throughout the last like 15 years didn't make the playoffs i don't think that right now i don't see this team making the playoffs the way they're playing i think they're going to unless they figure out what the f is wrong and how to fix it this team is going to slowly slide back and slide back and slide back and fall out of a wild card slot. It's they're not good. They're not of, good, Jason. They're not good. They're not a right, playoff team. Oh, yeah. As of right now, uh, with Nashville winning last night, officially tied with us for the third spot. Yeah. Not good at no, all. No, the, the team is is playing terrible hockey. Terrible. Yeah. It's and that a, doesn't mean that I'm not a fan but it is what it is, guys. Oh, yeah. Like, it's you, not good. You are, I, I could be a homer and sugarcoat it. Let's talk about how awesome the goals we scored this week were. Oh, yeah. The Schwartz goal, fantastic. Uh, Berglund's on fire. Yeah. Stasny's having a great week. I got some, something, something to bring up about that I wanted to talk to you about. Was, uh, so it was 2010-2011 season. Carey Price... Was played seventy two games that season thirty eight twenty eight and six two point three five eight shutouts and nine two three so didn't really struggle like I thought he did but yeah I'm looking at all his uh, current uh, stats he's had the mo- his most goals against was two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen two point five nine and a point zero five and that's the year i'm thinking of that he struggled right but he also played only 59 games i think that was in his injury season too that he got real hurt so anyway did you watch any of the capitals game at all i watched most of it okay and did you listen to did you have the sound on yes okay what are your feelings about how john kelly and darren pang approach things because they seem very, like, as much as you want it, like, obviously as a blues broadcast, I get it. But just the way that Pang was just, like, 
oh, you know, this is here. And he just kind of sugar, like, like you said, sugarcoat it or just like, was like, oh, you know, Jake's just, it'll be okay. Like he's just struggling right now. And it's just, they need to correct this and then they'll get right back in it. And he, it just came off as very, just like Armstrong slid him a note, like talk him up, make sure he'll be, he's going to be okay. Like this is just a bump well, in the road, which it could be, it really could be. But one, one, two games is fine. When it's over five games, that's a trend to me. It is. Um, you know, we're still only a week removed from the game. I forget where it was, where Pang basically came out and said, this team needs to figure it out. The L.A. game, I believe LA that was game. it, yeah. Um, when you're doing a regional broadcast and you're essentially on the payroll of the team, which you're not. You're on Fox Sports Midwest. Technically Fox Sports, but you're you but see you the are, players every day. Right. You get to you know them personally. You are the Blues play-by-play guy, color guy. Um, you have to be a little slanted. It's kind of part of the job. I don't blame them for it. Um, I think it's part of the reason why people feel like um, Joe Buck is anti-St. Louis is because Joe Buck doesn't do local games he does national broadcast yeah so he has to he has to toe the line and he has to call a spade a spade yeah um which is one reason i like him too i do too um it doesn't bother me i i know what it is and you know having a background in broadcasting i know that those guys can only say so much yeah you know they can't come out on microphone and say man this team is horse shit yeah so, and it's just more like I get it. It just, it's just so annoying. It's just very like it is, it's, it's annoying because it's like it's you want to be annoying. like, are you watching this game? Like well, you know, I I get it too. Like, like you said, you got to have the you got tow company line. You're gonna see these players, and you can get to know the players personally. On top of that, so you know, know and you probably know more than obviously me and you watching the game do. Sure. So like obviously, like we said last podcast, Reeves is obviously hurt. Oh yeah, Steen. So, you know, this game he scored two goals and scored a goal before that, so he seems to slowly start trending up now. Yeah. Maybe he was hurt and kind of he's getting over stuff. So, basically, today it's just been a very frustrating week. You know, what I think you're seeing right now, and it's something that I was worried about in the start of the season, is I wonder if there are mixed messages coming from the locker room between mm-hmm. Hitchcock and Yo. Definitely a possibility. And I think that this could be symptomatic of having essentially two head coaches. Yeah. If or the or the players just be like, "You know what? Tired of Hitch's message, which we said it could be an issue like let's just start listening to Yo." And if that's and- the case, if that's the case, A, I hate it because it's what the fifth coach this team has done it to. But it's Doug Armstrong's job now to just cut Hitchcock loose. Yeah. And just say, look, it's not you. We know it's not you, but it is what it is. Yeah. And you're already going to be gone at the end of the season. Yo's in place. You're, you are very close to letting your 50th anniversary season tank slip away. Mm-hmm. Which we, going into the season, we we were both like, cautiously at best cautiously optimistic i think we all knew this team would take a step back i didn't expect this yeah i think that's it i think it's seeing it actually happen than actually talking about it happening and and let's also while we're on that subject 
this is not the type of situation that you could point to and say, well, if we had kept David Backus or if we had kept Troy Brower or, or if we Brian had kept Elliott. Brian Elliott, these problems go deeper than that. And Brian Elliott is actually just very tiny bit slightly above Jake Allen right now in stats. Right. And, by the way, on the trade block. Yeah. Um, this is not something that you can point to and say, if only we had David Backus, everything would be okay again. That's not it. Now, there's intangibles that I think that's the case. I think it is being proven very well that um, what David Backus brought to this team as far as leadership in the locker room is something that Petro is not doing. Either not doing or having a slow, hard time learning. Right. Um, which, for which all we know, be. who knows, it could be like that. I think it was funny, which I'm trying to see last year. I know last year there was a lot of people saying they didn't like, like they thought that Backus wasn't a good leader or whatever. Like they, th- I think there was times that came into question when the Blues playoff failures, last year's playoffs besides the Blues getting out in the first round, they're like, well, it's on Backus because he's not a true leader. And then now he's gone. All of a sudden, David Backus is the best leader in the world, which that's – I hate the narrative where people keep changing their mind, which sure. that's, that's, that's society as well, at the end of the day. But I've never been one to question Backus's leadership. Obviously, we you got to meet him a couple more times with – With Kelly. Yeah. With Kelly and David's stuff. a really good guy. Yeah, he seems like an awesome guy. And, and I think that there – and look, I don't know Petro from Adam. I've met him twice for a total of 30 seconds. Dude would not recognize me if I walked up to him and said hi. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what type of leader he is. I He's obviously been around the team long enough. He knows this culture. He knows the team. He knows the history. It's not like we just traded for a dude and said, here, your captain, lead this team. Yeah. But something is wrong, and it's wrong in and outside the locker room. And what I don't see that you used to see is I don't see Petro stepping up to a microphone and saying, we'll fix this. Yep. It, like after the game, last couple of games, I've seen like Stasny, Steen, I think even Schwartz was yeah. And then it, that's the thing that bugged me, which of course, it, you know it's coming, but you just have to like, it just grinds my gears. It's it's <laughs> it, it's just like the standard it's like. jock talk. Uh, it's like, you got away from our game plan, we can get back on our game plan. Yeah. You know, like. You got to give 100%. Yeah, you know, like we're not, do, we're not doing the little things. We're not getting to the dirty areas. Which that like after every loss, it's pretty much yeah, you could uh, literally, literally you can like, you know, just get a get a Walkman, just put it down real quick, and just say, ah, see you guys later, and just put that tape because it's the same same speech yeah. over and over again. Well, yeah. it's like obviously things are not getting corrected. So, in your most humble opinion, uh, of anything change wise that you say, I can say, you're our, uh, you're our, Stillman calls you and says, Chris, I want to make one change to help out right now. Anything that you want. These four, I'll say four things. I think I have it written down here. A trade of some sort. I'm not saying any, not even trade Shattenkirk. Just a trade. Just to right. shake everything up. Trade. Fire the coach. Uh, fire my front office. Or one or two of those. I think it's two of those. Okay. I, I don't think it's a front office thing yet. I don't think it's a Doug Armstrong thing yet. Mm-hmm. I think depending on what Armstrong does between now and the end of the season, predicates that. Um, obviously, the easiest thing to do is is change the coach, and especially for the St. Louis Blues. Because he's out anyway. Because your next guy is behind the bench right now. Yeah. There's, 
No transition. Yeah. Um, as far as a trade, I think something's coming. Oh, dude, at the uh, Shattenkirk rumor mill is hitting full overdrive, and I'll get to Which, those in a second. I think that's going to happen. I'm not, especially now. I'm 99% sure he is going somewhere. I. Besides St. Louis. Yes. Uh, I was I was resolved to the fact that this was his last year in St. Louis, win, lose, or draw. We just don't have the money for him. Yep. It has nothing to do with performance. And we, ha- we don't have the money. And money slash we have the personnel to fill yep. his hole. And, and so. God bless you, Kevin Shattenkirk. You have been a phenomenal St. Louis Blue. I wish you could stay, but unless you're going to take a massive hometown discount. Or keep your same salary. Yeah, but, but there, like, there's, there's nothing for it. But yet. like we said, there's, it's a business. I fully understand. Get yep, max, max out your potential. Go I get for it, man. It. I get it. Go for it. Um, I think Shattenkirk is, is gone. And I'm telling you that depending on what happens this weekend and this coming week with games, there's going to be a goaltending change for the St. Louis Blues. And I don't know if that's Ben Bishop. I don't know if it's um, if it's uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. God help me if it's Brian Elliott. Man, I, that'd be – I think – That like, was squashed, by the way, in um, – not Dreger. Who's the other guy? Elliott, Elliott Friedman's right. 30 Things. He's, he, he had like about four blues notes on there. And one of them was like, one remember the question right now, Brian Elliott's not going back to St. Louis. No, I, look. Which was good to hear. You can't do that. Number one, if you're Doug Armstrong, you're slitting your own throat if you do that. Yeah, you're you're not, essentially not telling Tom Stillman, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, but secondly, I think it sends a, a horrible message to the locker room if you bring Elliott back right now. Next year, sure. My also preface that is the locker room liked Elliot. I think it's just your flip flopping is what you're. Yes. To. Okay. Yes. Yes. So let's make that clear. We're not saying because the locker room hates Brian. No, I just think it, I think they really enjoy Brian. Elliott. I do too. I just think that it basically sends a message to the locker room of you idiots can't get it done on your own when we thought you could. You yeah. guys suck. So we have to go back and bring. We have to go back and undo trace. So if you undo that, I think not only. You're basically just have to find a take for Jake Allen in the offseason. You have to, you, yeah, you, have you, to, break, you have you have to, you will have to beg Las Vegas or beg Arizona, somebody who needs to get to the cap type thing, to take him because not many other teams out there can really afford a if four you leave million dollars unprotected. I'm not surprised. I would be surprised if Vegas took him. Yeah, because he's only twenty five, twenty six. So I mean, he's yeah. still fixable. I guess you could say, dude. I I am still a Jake Allen guy. There's just something wrong. Yeah, just hopefully you can correct it. I really, at the end of the day, like, if it's a season-long thing is when it concerns me. If it's like, this is a little slump, this is a slump and a trend, which is concerning, but not, right? Co- like, I'll say career-threatening, but let's say, like, you know what I mean by career, career-threatening as in, like, you're not longer, no longer playing for the St. Louis Blues career-threatening. To put it in St. Louis sports terms, I don't think this is a Rick Enkiel issue. Or let's even say Manny Legacy, because remember right. Legacy got sent down to Peoria that one right. time. Or yeah, I don't think Patrick Aleem, like yeah. guys who never, never got back. it back. You know, yeah, like, I don't think that's what this is. I, I think that there's obviously something wrong, and anyone who's played hockey knows that goalies are weird dudes to begin with. Mm-hmm. More than probably anybody in the locker room, they're just odd ducks. They're in their own heads. Correct. And I think that there's something off right now his confidence is not there and it's affecting all points of his game yep um 
that being said, I, I, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if Armstrong goes to Allen and says, we're bringing in a goalie for the stretch run. Yep, because, like I said, 50th anniversary. We have to do something. You ha- I mean, there has to be something there. Like, I've seen a couple. Let's go into our quick trade thing, and then. This uh, is the first season, by the way, that the Blues have had completely, in a long time, completely not shadowed by the Cardinals making the playoffs or Rams football. Yeah, you're They've by yourself. they had the eyes of the city from game one. Which part of me thinks is that was the issue? Is like is that on the players' minds? Is I don't what? think it's on the players' minds. I think I it needs know. to be on Armstrong and Stillman's mind. Yeah. Because you finally have the entire city watching you. You have people watching hockey who have never watched hockey before. Or a casual or casual fan that would tune yep. into football over hockey. Between possibly. the winter classic and everything else, you have more fans in St. Louis or people just checking it out than you ever had. You have to capitalize on that. You have to. You just asked the city to make millions of dollars in renovations. $130 million. $130 million in renovations to your arena. You have to put a winning product on there. Or your Stan Kroenke part two saying, build me a palace. My team sucks. You can't do that. Or same with, let's for example, like the MLS stadium that is trying yeah. to get built. Like, give me $80 million for a stadium, which team, which I don't even know how good they'll be. Right. You know, so or a place you know, that might not get used that often. You and know. so I think from that standpoint, if if Allen doesn't fix this and show that it's not just a one night fix, something's going to happen before March second. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, times. So let's go to a quick couple of trade things, which mostly Shad and Kirk focused, but we'll uh, we'll get into it real quick. Um, I'm going to go first. Let's do Shattenkirk since this is the majority of our stuff. Yeah. So Darren Jager came out this week and said, now Shattenkirk is, well, which this, this got me like so I know. freaking pissed. Taylor that Hall, dude. Now, Taylor effing Hall. Yeah. Basically, he's willing to sign a short-term extension with a contender. So basically, you know, like two or three-year deal with somebody who he thinks will have a window open right now, and then he'll be unrestricted again. Uh, so now all of a sudden I heard Edmonton's name. All of a sudden it went from maybe two, three teams could afford him slash, you know, won him. Now it's up to eight or nine, which is, A, really good for the Blues because now you're going to create competition. Um, good for Shagger because he's going to make a ton of money now. Like, you know, he's still, he's still top, I think, top 15 in scoring for defensemen. Um, so the teams that have been rumored out there is your ones that you heard of. Believe it or not, Tampa wasn't on the list, which, which I thought surprises was, me. surprised me. Kansas City Blues were scouting them kind of heavily this week, which Armstrong was even at two games this week. Uh, so I, um, Tyler Johnson's name has been kind of jumping around for him. Possibly, maybe who knows? Obviously, they don't need another goalie, but maybe Bishop would go. Maybe I mean Allen would go down there for Bishop on top of that, so they'd have at least someone as a backup for Vashlevsky because he really hasn't taken the reins either no. down there. So they're kind of been leaning on Ben Bishop a little bit. So now everybody's kind of. They're kind of in a quandary, too, because they're turning over to a guy next year without Ben Bishop as a backup. So it's interesting down there. So Arizona, which is an interesting one to me, supposedly, according to uh, Chris Nichols, very close to being done in the offseason to the point where they at Shanker's agents were working on a deal with Arizona. This offseason? Mm-hmm. That's a, a probably very close. No deals on who it was for or whatever. But for some reason, who do they have that we would want? Max Domi is the only one I really want. Or obviously, they wouldn't trade Owen uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. Wouldn't come here. No. No. 
Um, they have Anthony Duclair, which is a good winger, and they have a, um, a Jacob Chikarin. Chikarin was a good the guy they just drafted the first round. They're not going to let Max Domi go. They wouldn't let Max Domi go. I 100% wouldn't figure that. But, you know, that would be the only person I really want from there. So I was kind of – Yeah, because I don't want Mike Smith. Yeah. And Mike Smith is not is any better than Jake <laughs> Allen. Jake Allen, yeah. Because we were like, we'll trade Allen down there for Mike Smith. His contract expires before then. I'm like, dude, then we get two years of Mike Smith. Yeah. That's my thing. Have you yeah. – like every time we I see Mike Smith when he plays the Blues, we lit, we light that guy up. Yeah. So I'm not really concerned there. Um, um, Anaheim – Believe it or not, okay. Colorado. Deshane? That would be my pick, I'd take it. I would. Right now, if they would agree. Who else is on that team? La- that's available. Landis, Landis Cog is the only one that's apparently available, which okay. we have that left winger depth, though, right now. This is kind of the thing. But, Shat- but Steen's been playing on the right wing, so yeah. and Perron's playing on the right wing. so I would take Deshane off that team. I would take Landis Cog off that team. And that's about it. That's about it. Is old-ass Jerome McGinley still playing? Yeah, he'd be a rental. He's all, he's unrestricted after this year. He's not going to do anything for you. Um, let's see. The other one that I thought was interesting was the Toronto, which I would be very intrigued depending on who they would give up. I want Cadre. I want. I would take Cadre. I'd take Nylander. I would take JVR technically. Yeah. If you can somehow do some deal where you get JVR and Cadre out of there and give up somebody else, I would even ship Jaden Schwartz up there. If that would do the deal, Jaden Schwartz and Shattenkirk for. Kadri, JVR, and something. I'd do that. Has to be something else. I think I need I need a pick or something from them on top of that. Yeah, getting, I would do that. You're getting Jane Shores for uh, another four years. Yeah. But we're also getting Kadri for four years at 4.5, which that's a pretty darn good deal for a number a young. He's 25, 26. Number I would do that One, deal. two center. I would do that. And you have an upgraded center there and then go from there. Um, or ship like you know whoever up there. Anyway, um, let's see. The one I don't agree with is L.A., which I thought was dumb. Because they I don't really have, have they have anybody. They have, they're aging. I don't really like the Tyler Toffoli is the only guy I kind of yeah. like. I mean, the thing is, like, they've got guys, but they don't have anything we need. And, of course, the normal one, which we all consider the two that we've kind of thought from the beginning, Boston and New York are the other two. Rangers. So who do you get from the Rangers? The I have about a handful of guys package-wise. You can figure it out. JT Miller, I, th- I I I admit I have like a man crush on the guy. I think he's really good. Played for Team North America, fast, skilled, only twenty four, plays all three forward spots. Right, that's something that would be very valuable for the Blues. Not a top end type guy, so that's like maybe not a one number one center you want. Sure, but it's a guy who you never know. He's twenty four. I have a feeling of all the teams we've listed, the Rangers are the least likely to give up a lot, and dep- because they know. That's Shattenkirk's destination. Which is pretty much everybody said. But now with this whole short-term thing, you never know. Um, my thing is, if that kind of scares them, which hopefully maybe this was leaked by Armstrong, the whole, like, oh, he's going to sign a short-term deal. But if it's leaked, you know, Shattenkirk's agent can come out and say, we never talked about that. Right. And squash it. And then what does Boston have? Not much. Um, the only guys I really like was Blues saw firsthand was uh, Frank Vetrano. Yeah, uh, Pasternak is not going anywhere. No, um, and Ryan Spooner, who's okay, but I don't know how the return. You know, if you somehow get Vetrano and Spooner, I'd be sold. Krejci's still there, right? Krejci's still there and doesn't have. I think doesn't have a no trade, but he's making seven point five. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So uh, the Rangers, like I was saying, you got JT. And no, he's not coming back. No, <laughs> the other guy forty two up there who's pretty decent. Uh, no. 
And we'll go to a rumor about I want to talk to you about that. I thought it was interesting. That kind of made the rounds, but not confirmed. Okay. So the five guys from New York was JT Miller. Okay. Brandon, uh, I think it's Skeegee, Skeegee, Skyjee, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like him. I think he'd be good, but I don't think they're going to. They want young defense. Yeah. You know, Kevin Hayes isn't bad. Uh, supposedly, the rumor was Derek Stepan was available. I wouldn't be, but, that wouldn't be bad. But he's our leading scorer, so that's why I don't really think it's going to yeah. happen. But I guess they would figure they're trying the whole thing with the Blues. Like, oh, we got young guys who are not going to make that much. Right. And Stepan's making almost $7 million. So I think that's four. So I had four. Excuse me, not five. So, um, so go I ahead. I like Stepan. Yeah. I like Miller. And Stepan will be a legit number one center. That's the only thing that out of yeah. all, everything is really good. Um, I'm sure people would think Rick Nash. I don't know if we need that. Nope. Don't need any more left wingers, um, especially highly paid ones. So, and I know that they'll, they'll never get rid of him, but I know that uh, Lundquist has he's struggling. Has been struggling. Yeah. I, I would. I'm, I'd take Lundquist tomorrow. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's not making a lot, but hell, I take him. The guy's showed in the past how good he can be. So taking the Rangers to the Cup Finals twice, two, twice at least. I know coming off the thing off the top of my head, and probably to the, at least the Conference Finals once or twice. Oh yeah. Anyway, I'll do this before we wrap it up and go to our. Uh, you want to do Blues Hall of Shame this week so we keep all negative, or do you want to just save it for next week? I want to do Blues Hall of Shame when we're in a good mood. Okay, because I, I put a poll out there. I, I went through all Can the we Blues. Get good names? I got some good names. And then, hey, well, I'll, how about I'll, we do this? Let's let's go over the nominees. I'll tell you the poll results, and then we decide from the poll results, too. Okay. At the end of the day, we're the executive committee. We are. You guys get a vote, but we're the executive committee. So, um, quick rumor, then we'll wrap things up. Supposedly, after one of the Boston games, when they blew a lead late in the game, where they, I think it's when they lost one nothing the other night. Okay. When they scored, uh, somebody, whoever they had scored a goal with like a minute and a half left, and they lost one nothing. Supposedly, part of the locker room was trashed, and apparently, um, Bacchus didn't talk, and everybody was like, oh, I don't know what happened, and I don't know what happened to that door. I don't know what happened to part of that part of the locker room. Why is that all trashed over there? That's what was floating around online. I don't know if there's any re- legitimate truth of that, but people, of course, Blues fans are like, oh, Bacchus trashed the locker room. It could have been anybody, obviously. I just sound like a David Bacchus. Yeah, I think it's more Brad Marchand than anything. Yeah. So here's, sound like a Bacchus. Here's, I, like you said, our, for our Blues Hall of Shame real quick, I put the poll out there, and I kind of went through. I pulled up the Blues, like, numerical, who's wore a blue note for every number, and I literally scrolled through everything and wrote down names as I went through. Okay. So here's what I came up with, and people are giving me crap about this first one, which, but I think obviously the dude didn't live up to promise after we um, signed him, and he also cost us Curtis Joseph. Who is it for five hundred? Oh, so it's who we got back from Edmonton for Joseph. We well, we signed we signed him, and then we had to give Joseph up as part of compensation because he was restricted or whatever at the time. Um. Right oh there. my god. It's right there. I can see it in your I see it on your face. Who is it? Shane Corson. Yes. Oh, Mr. Social Anxiety Disorder. Was that it? Really? Yeah. Uh, well anyway. Well yeah, people give me crap about that, which I was like, he didn't he lived it last like two years here. He didn't live to his contract at all. No. He was online with Gretzky and Hall, for God's sakes, and you still couldn't make it. That's the way I look at it. Yep. So I so we like you said I do a forward, defenseman, coach, slash front office person. So I came okay. up with four. Larry Plo. Okay. Mike Kitchen. Oh, Mike Kitchen. And the person who technically won our votes, voting was 64%. Eric Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Blues yeah. number one overall pick. 
Yeah, so um, so that's a tough one. So we'll we'll discuss and 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 uh, after this and everything. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll induct. I appreciate that. We appreciate the uh, votes. So so right now, Eric Johnson has one of the votes right now. So me and you have the votes. So we have the deciding votes. And that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's the one I can't cross across that one. I'm like, ooh, that's still currently playing. We got a lot of stuff to talk about him. Oh yeah, I was down there too. That I worked down there that year too. The second, no, I didn't. I was the year before. So, but I knew a guy who worked on it. But anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap things up here. Oh, if only we could have sucked one year quicker or later. Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's still 30-plus games left. There still are. plenty of time to pull things out. So we'll, I'm yes. doing the, we'll do the sandwich method here, phrasing on that last part. But uh, still plenty of time to salvage the season, per se. Yes. Because um, I've seen a lot of people saying, blow it up, let's just let's tank, get a top five pick, yada, 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 let's just go for it, and then reboot the next year will be awesome. Yeah, buddy. Um, I don't think it's really going to happen. I think you have enough talent on this team to not tank it. Yes. With, there's not enough injuries. Like, like mind you, if you're talking like Tarasenko, Schwartz, Steen are all hurt for the rest of the year type thing, then I'd be like, all right, just let's just call up some guys on the Wolves, see what we got get a top 10 pick and go from there. But you don't. You have everybody who's hurt. Everybody who's healthy. You got a coach who's in the last year. Other thing is, Hitchcock is not going anywhere for at least three games. Why do you say three games? He is three wins away from being tying uh, to be the number three wins of all time, coach. Yeah. So guess what? Lou's got to win at least three games. Yeah, they want that. Because they're going to – I think that would be kind of – as much as I'd be frustrated with Hitchcock, but I'd be very uh, – I feel bad for him if you're that close to winning. And who knows if he gets another job after this? Because there are people talking like he might be up for the uh, Vegas job. He could be. You never know. But anyway, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I do. The, I run the hockey podcast Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at Hossapalooza. Ashley is at Ashley Ryan. Yep, something like that. Right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I usually get that right. But um, <laughs> if you want to, on Facebook, uh, Blues Hockey Podcast on Facebook. Uh, thanks for all the interaction this week. We've had a lot of people. It's been fun. It's been really good on there. Um, it's funny. Our one post got like massive ratings, which it was like crazy. It was the one I copied from that Matt Seabeck, 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 whatever, yep. about like, hey, Rams, we filled a baseball stadium in the rain. I just put it out there. I'm like, I'm like yep, true. And we had like 95,000 people look at it. Good. So nifty. I was like, that's weird. But uh, let's see. If you get a hold of us via the emails, blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. And most importantly, find the podcast at blueshockeypodcast.net. Or on iTunes and rate us. Yep. Oh, that's today. Yeah, yeah. definitely go to iTunes and rate us. We still have that contest out. We're going to leave it to the end of the year just for everybody can come and see everything. And I think we're up to like 11 ratings. So thank you for that. For all the people who have done it so far, keep doing that. That just helps bring us up into it helps visibility yeah pretty much eventually if you start getting a good chunk you can get chosen a spot as like podcast of the week type thing and then if you're on the front page of like itunes it's a massive deal like you yeah. a lot of eyes obviously go to itunes every day and they see podcasts out there i know a lot of people who actually listen to podcasts and they literally go out there and see what the podcast of the day or week is and sometimes they go to try and they wind up liking it and Little stuff like that can help. So we appreciate it. So, like I said, still plenty of time left. I think Allen's going to get another chance. It looks like um, as we sit here, it's about 1 o'clock now. Phoenix Copley has been called up, and he's officially the starter for this afternoon. Good. 
Good. Which I pretty much figured after the game on Wednesday, Thursday, excuse me, that they were going to call up somebody and give that person a start. A la what they did with Jake Allen many years ago during the lockout season when Allen and uh, Halak were struggling. Yep. So we kind of thought it coming. Let's see how Copley does. Uh, I went with Copley, right? That's, that's what I'm saying there. Right? Yeah. So he's in. So Phoenix, who does not spell his name right. No, he does not. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like backwards or whatever. It's kind of weird looking. Phonix. It is Phonix. Phonix. So, yeah, he's in. And then, according to Doug Armstrong, Jake is their guy and their long-term goalie. So, Jake Allen was left in St. Louis for the road for this one-game road trip. I think that's smart. I thought so, too. And they had the roster spots. They didn't have to send anybody down or whatever. So, I'm sure Copley's going to come up no matter how he does. He can say 50. He can go 50 for 50 and have the shutout today. He ain't going to play the next game. No, I don't think so. I think this is... Which is going to infuriate some fans if that happens. Of course it will. But this is a Jake Allen mental health. You have to get Jake Allen right. Because at the end of the day, when he was on last year before he got hurt, he was great. So if you get him back to like that level, and at times he's shown it this year where he's been pretty good. Just hasn't been consistent. The Winter Classic was the last really good game. fantastic game Jake Allen. And that is... A month ago. 28 days ago. 20 days ago. Wow. Already 20 days from that day. Wow. 20. No, less than that. 819. Because it's the second. So, we'll wrap it up there. And hopefully, Ashley will be with us next week. And like you said, we're going to discuss bring the Blues Hall of Shame next week. Hopefully, some, hopefully better, some better news. And then I think we're going to, I mean, Chris is going to have a little powwow here and have some guests on in yep. the next coming weeks. And we're going to have like a trade deadline special, date special. <laughs> and then we're going to have some beep on for that, discuss. Upcoming trades, then we'll probably have somebody on to analyze trades afterwards, too. Perfect. Just to have everything wrapped up. So, thanks once again, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.